Welcome to Design Disasters, the podcast where I discuss common graphic design mistakes and give my solutions on how to fix them. First off, a little bit about myself. My name is Kelsey Bittinger, and I'm a graphic designer as well as a grad student learning how to incorporate digital media into instruction. The goal of this podcast is to give advice to new designers about how to avoid some of my past mistakes. Today, I'm going to discuss two common problems as well as give a few other pieces of advice. When I first started out, I was definitely guilty of this first mistake, which is not using the correct tool for the job. In my personal opinion, the Adobe Creative Cloud is by far the most useful bundle of software for graphic designers. Adobe Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign are three applications I use every day. When deciding on what program to use for a certain job, I follow these rules. Photoshop is my main editing tool for retouching photographs, digital painting, and creating mockups for websites. When creating vector graphics like logos and typefaces, I use Illustrator. InDesign is the program for putting everything together. For example, if I was designing a brochure, I would create any logos in Illustrator, edit any photos and graphics in Photoshop, and I would put everything together, including type and text, and InDesign. Another common mistake I've encountered among new designers is working destructively. Your best option is to learn non-destructive editing techniques. If you're editing destructively, any changes you make are permanent because it alters the original image. After the file is saved, you won't be able to go back and edit the original. If you decide to work destructively, I advise you to keep a copy of the original image. Adobe's official help page defines non-destructive editing as a technique that allows you to make changes to an image without overwriting the original image's data, which remains available in case you want to revert back to it. Because non-destructive editing doesn't remove data from an image, the image quality doesn't degrade when you make edits. Non-destructive editing is also more flexible because you can make continuous changes to your edits. For example, if you change the contrast in an image, then make several other changes, you can later go back and alter the contrast until you've achieved the desired effect. In comparison, once a destructive edit is executed, it becomes permanently part of the image and the original image cannot be restored. Adobe defines the following techniques as non-destructive, working with adjustment layers and smart objects, retouching images on separate layers, editing images in camera raw, and opening camera files as smart objects, cropping non-destructively, and using different masking techniques. I encourage you to visit Adobe's help site to learn more about how to incorporate some of these techniques into your workflow. Before I wrap up this podcast, I want to give you a few other pieces of design advice that I found on the creativeblog.com article, 15 Common Mistakes Designers Make. First, it is important to learn shortcut keys for your commonly used programs. They will save you lots of precious time when you're trying to meet a deadline. It might be a lot of effort at first, but learning shortcuts will rapidly increase your workflow. Also, always spell check and proofread your work. Let me tell you how awful it feels to have 500 copies of a postcard printed only to find a typo. Finally, stay up to date with the current applications and never stop learning. I hope you found this podcast informative and you've learned something about non-destructive editing and making sure you have the right tool for the job. Now it's time for you to go check out Adobe Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign, mess around, and see what we can come up with. Thanks for listening. Articles from this podcast were cited from help.adobe.com and thecreativeblog.com. Music is from YouTube's royalty-free music library.